been filled with the knowledge of his will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It's healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Alright, the Lord is good. Let's take our seats quickly. Now, I've been looking at um, power in our life by that spirit. The spirit of God. And then we have emphasized a lot that God doesn't want us to power our lives by our own energy, ordained for us to power our lives by his energy and not by our own energy. And um, again, I'll recommend the book again for those who mean stubbornly till now have not read it. Some people are very stubborn. You know how stubborn they are? Talk about this book many times. If you tell them, put up your hands, you have not read it. You'll be amazed at the number of hands that will go up. All right, put, ah, don't worry. I know you're about to faint. Say, so what do I do? Faint or become a liar? Don't worry, by next Tuesday, Obina, he has read it. So you're feeling sorry for other people? Okay, I thought it was your guilty conscience. The Lord is good. Alright, so, please read the book, um, Receive the Holy Spirit. Um, if you don't have a physical copy, just go to our website and download it. It's available there, and there is no charge for downloading the book, Receive the Holy Spirit. Please read the book, and if you focus on it and read through it, I believe God with you that by the end, you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And let me just say this quickly. Don't ever forget to tap into the Spirit for anything you want to do. Don't forget it. If you have finished a first degree and you are going to do a second degree, take time out to receive the Spirit for that second degree. If you are getting married, don't spend all the time planning a wedding ceremony or a few wedding ceremonies. We often do three in Nigeria. An average wedding has three ceremonies. Okay? Don't spend all the time or more like Plan any ceremonies you need to plan, but don't neglect to receive the Spirit for marriage. It's important. You must receive the Spirit for marriage. Deliberately do that. You are a woman, you're pregnant, you are due next month. By now you should be reading through the scriptures to receive the Spirit to be a good mother. Uh, If you follow me on my WhatsApp channel, and by the way, if you are listening to this and you want to follow the channel, say, what, what is the... Yeah, just send a request. Just say, what's up, channel? Send to our, one of, any of our lines, um, 080-7711-8777. All right? Just send it, okay? And then you get a reply with the, the link to join the channel. All right? I think that's good. I would really recommend you do that because unlike before, the only place I could just really broadcast to people periodically is on Twitter. But this was up now. I control it, okay? I can send things out. So just send a message, WhatsApp. Of course, if you are listening to this from outside Nigeria, remember to add the 
8777. Alright, just send a message, just say WhatsApp um, channel link to that number and then you will get a reply. Uh, maybe from this night or tomorrow. Anytime you send, you probably get a reply immediately once it's not during one of these uh, meetings. Or you send at midnight when the phone is off. Alright? So, and what was I even talking about? Yes, I was, no, I was saying something, yes, that, okay, that I, um, there was something I said, that um, I was listening to Derek Prince, so when he said something, I, I shared it on that channel, which is the reason why I refer to it now. On the, Derek Prince said that it takes much more guts and character to be a successful mother and a successful wife and mother than to be the great, the president of the largest corporation in the world. It's a much harder job. I'm quoting Derek Prince. He said, it takes more guts and character. Let me use the word now. Strength and character to be a successful wife and mother than to be the president of the largest corporation in the world. He said, being a wife and a successful mother or successful mother and wife it's a much harder job than running a company. Something made him say that. He was trying to say something about uh, what God calls a virtuous woman, and he explained the meaning of the word virtuous. It's not, that it's not really perfect. That the Hebrew has something deeper to say. It's more like a successful uh, woman of character, something like that. So he just went on his side to make this statement. Now, why am I saying that? So if I'm going to be a mother, which is a job that's more difficult than running a company, I will be foolish to think I should do it by my own strength. I hope you are getting my point. I will be foolish. Now, please, let me say this again. It is not about knowledge. This world gives us knowledge. They give us books. They tell us to read this and memorize this and do, this, do it this way or do it that way. That is what the world does. Okay? And knowledge is good. Somebody say amen. amen. If you believe that knowledge is important, say amen. Amen. All right? But that's not all there is to it. If that was all there was to it, Jesus would not have told the disciples after personally teaching them for over three years and then for several weeks after resurrection. Yet he made a statement. He said what? Wait until you are endued with power from on high. They had knowledge, but they did not have power. So you can have knowledge and not have power. You can know what is right to do and not have the ability to do it. You can know what is right to do, have the ability to do it, but unfortunately what you know is not enough to get the result you desire. It's the reason why knowledge is not enough. Power must be added to it. For us believers, if we go into the word of God, we're not going there just to seek information. There's what is called the power of life that Jesus said we must come seeking also. We must have power added to us, added to what we know. Is the reason why Jesus said, tarry until you are indeed with power from high. So I was saying, if a woman is pregnant and you are going to have a baby in a short while, I think you should take time out to go and get the power. And I was saying that we Christians, when we go to the word of God, we don't just go there to get knowledge. Please, I want you to bear this in mind. You don't come here just to come and get knowledge. You don't pick your scriptures just to get knowledge. You don't get your Bible to get principles. Alright? What you come to do is to receive an endowment with power. Do you hear what I said? 
What I say you come to do? To receive an endowment with power. There are different ways you receive the endowment with power. Laying on of hands is important. I was just talking about that marriage as an example. When a couple marries, the elders, especially those who have married before them, should put hands on them and pray to God to give them the power to be successful. It's important. It's important. You should go looking for the, play, for the avenue to drink of that spirit. We're talking about drinking. When we take our scriptures, all right? When we hear, last time we were talking about it, of when we are prophesying, when we are confessing the word, we are also activating the spirit. When we sit down, Paul said, did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? So hearing with faith is a way of receiving the spirit. And we have seen again and again the house of Cornelius in that Acts chapter 10, the story we all know very well. All right, while he was speaking, the whole house of Cornelius, because they were hearing with faith, the spirit came upon them. Peter was even surprised. I hope you're getting my point. And Ezekiel explained it, that the way it works is that when it speaks unto you, the Spirit enters into you and sets you on your feet. The entrance of the Spirit comes as the Word enters. What is important, however, is that you go with expectation. I hope you're getting my point. Sometimes, you know, you want, some people come to church, and please avoid getting distracted. Somebody's preaching one day. I, 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 I tried to give somebody a message. He said, I, you know, I don't like Nigerian preachers. Why? The way they sound. And that time I used to listen to Bishop Bidiko morning, afternoon, and night. And somebody just condemned. Do you get my point? And that person said, no, I don't like the way American preachers sound. Listen, leave all those what you like, what you don't like. I hope you're getting my point. <laughs> there are people that you may not like them personally. But if they carry the spirit, please go there and go and listen to the spirit. Now, do you hear what I said? Go and listen to what? The spirit. Not the words now. The words profit nothing. Please, when you are going to church, eh, ask for two things. When you are coming for a meeting like this, ask for two things. One, for God to give you understanding the words you'll be speaking. And then for God to open your heart to receive the spirit. You should never leave church, leave a place where the word of God is being you know, preached. Even if it's a discussion. We are discussing scriptures. Know that you came there to do what? To drink of the spirit. If you have that attitude, every time you drink of the Spirit, every time you go to the presence of the Word of God, you will live there with the Spirit. You will know. You will know. The ability to perform or do the will of God in this life requires the endowment of the Spirit. Like I was saying, was it last time? That is, one way, for the last uh, meeting, we, 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 we prayed. We didn't teach, all right? But one of the, ones, the most recent ones, I explained something, all right? That you see, now, okay, let, let me put it this way. If you go, all right, with your heart set on receiving the spirit, that is, you're not just going to listen to what, okay, let me, let me just tell one story. This man says something, all right? Now, okay, no, I'm not saying many things, right? Who's confused, you or me? I think it's me, all right? So, and I'm trying to pass confusion over to you. Okay, what I was saying the other time, let me just finish that one, all right? Before I tell you what, um, I was going to tell you what John G. Lake said. Okay, let me tell you what John Gillick said first. <laughs> John Gillick said he went to a church. He didn't, hear what they, he didn't know what they were saying. They were teaching. It was in South Africa. He did not know the language. They did not speak in English. He sat in the meeting and was, okay, let me use my own words, received the spirit before living. He said he didn't say anything in any language he understood. The songs were in uh, maybe Swahili or whatever language they were speaking there. They preached in a language he didn't understand. 
But he sat there. He said, but he could feel the, the spirit of God present. When he left the place, he was edified. I hope you're getting my point. When he left the place, he was what? He was edified. No, this, this is what I was telling you. I was saying something recently. Now, sometimes people say that I want to make a decision. This is from, look, this is based on scripture and it's from my personal experience. All right? Sometimes, if you want to make a decision, you don't know what exactly the Holy Spirit wants you to do. There's no need to hurry. Just collect a book and read. Or look for a church service. Go and sit down there. When you know the word is going to be powerful. Just sit down. One and a half hours later, come out and start thinking again. You know what is right to do. And the interesting part is that the fellow may have said nothing about what you are thinking about. You want to decide on how to allot money or make a change in your business. And you go to a church, a meeting, where the person is talking about the second coming of Christ. Which has, really, if you look at it, what has this got to do with the business, with the business decision you are about to make? Yet, when he finishes, you leave the place. Suddenly, what you are supposed to do is clear to you. A lot of confusion in the life of believers is because they are not receiving a constant infusion with the Spirit. You know, one of the things that the Lord did there, which I wonder why he did it like that. The other day, I think it was, was it my son I was talking with, or my wife, I can't remember which one of them now. I said, why do we have to eat again? Did you catch that? Silly question, right? But think about it. There have been days when you maybe you went, there was something happening. Food was plenty. And you're wondering, all this food now, by tomorrow afternoon, I'll be hungry. No, by tomorrow morning, I'll be hungry again. Have you not gotten angry over such a thing before? You go out one evening, see food. Food is flowing from left, right, and center. You ate food. You inhaled food. You use your ear to imbibe food. By the time you finish, your stomach was, look, they stop you and say, ah, oh God, are you pregnant? That is, you have so much food in your stomach, but you know that tomorrow morning, and I, I don't know about you, you know, there are days like that, you wake up, you'll be angry, because the kind of hunger that will now react. <laughs> ha! Like this, this stomach, was it not you? Yes. I fed so much yesterday evening, I thought I would never eat again. You know that kind of attitude? Yes. So I thought today, I will never eat again. It's the last meal of my life. <laughs> Once you don't have indigestion, don't worry. You wake up in the morning. There are times you don't want to go to the toilet because <laughs> that it activates hunger. Recently, I thought about it. I said, God, why? Why? Why can't you just eat once and to be like Elijah? I don't have any answer for you. I just want to say that it's like that spiritually also. Some of us think that because, you know, the, the word you heard last year, the word is working, amen? But the spirit has gone down. Now, I'm not joking about that. You can have knowledge and not have spirit. Yeah. There's one mistake some people make. You give them a book to read. They say, I've read it before. So, is it a novel? If I go to a bookshop, is the book I've read before that I don't have that I'm more likely to buy than the one I've not seen before? If I enter a shop, maybe I say love the way to victory or the way of victory by Kennedy Higgins. And I read it some time ago. It blessed me. I said, wait, I don't have this book. Those days now, we do a lot of digital things and computers and all of that and uh, uh, tablets and large screen smartphones. But those days when everything was paper. I enter a bookshop, I come out. 
If I buy three books, the chances are I've read two of them before. Why are you buying them? Because I want to read again. The one that's most interesting for me is messages. You come to my archive, there are messages that I can't tell you the number of times I've listened to them. That if they may estimate, I'll still give a hundred times. Okay, let's, okay, 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 let's not be too modest. Maybe 200 times. I can point to some of them. If I know that I'm telling you, I remember one, I should go and do it again. Sometimes when I want to get fired concerning ministry work, I go and look for answering the call by Kennedy Hagin. Did, did you hear that? Mm. Some people there, they do it too. See, when you are confused, just put answering the call by Kennedy Hagin. I don't even, you, to be honest, you are not even sure at the end of what he was saying. I, I, I've listened to the message, I, I can't count the number of times. To start counting for you, it's just going to be very wrong. Just know that I've listened to it do, not, not dozens, scores and scores of times. It, and it's just good enough, it's a very short message. Just about an hour, about 55 minutes or so. I just put it like that. The man just starts talking. When I finish listening to the message, I have more understanding concerning what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, the man may not have addressed anything. I mean, something I've listened to again and again and again and again and again. There's a book I recommend for young men especially, but every Christian, Courage to Conquer by Lester Sumra. That book, <laughs> now this is my own experience. By the time I finished the book, I can't really tell you what the man was saying. However, it had doubled your ability to obey God. <laughs> the book is titled Courage to Conquer by Lester Sumra. By the time you finish reading the book, you are so fired up. You actually will have the courage to conquer. If anybody teaching you methods, too many methods, I don't like, see, I do five keys also. Do you follow my point? But I don't like messages that have key one, key two, key three. I do it once in a while, but I don't like it too much. I like messages that just lump all the keys together, mix them up and down, confuse me in the process. Then when I finish, the spirit has entered me. Listen to the book. Uh, that's it, listen to the book. That's how the book feels when you are reading it. <laughs> I was going to read the book, Courage to Conquer by Lester Sumra. Lester Sumra is writing, of course, talking or whatever, whichever one applies. You free, it's not too big a book, all right? It's not too big, all right? It's something you can read. If you're a good, fast reader, you can read that in sitting in a day, all right? You just read it. But by the time you're done, at least my own experience, you're fired up to obey God. So sometimes people come... Eh, I don't know what to do. I say, oh, this question is too much. Just go and sit down. Take a pack of messages. I remember one day I woke up, told the story many times. I was ill. I just woke up. You know, I wasn't feeling well for this. I was praying, believing God, confessing the word of God. And I woke up in the morning. I realized that my whole face was full of bumps. I had broken out in chicken pox. This was years ago. Now, it's what I did I want to tell you about. You know, normally... You know, it's good to provoke faith. There's what the Bible called the spirit of faith. Having the same spirit of faith. There's a spirit you need. There's what the Bible calls faith by the spirit. Faith is infusing to you by the Holy Spirit. I didn't just pray. And like, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke. I didn't rebuke anything. You need faith to rebuke. You do. You don't just get up. Oh, time will not allow us. Eh? We're in the school of prayer, so let me not spend too much time on that on the other side. You don't just get up and start rebuking. If you don't have, you know, I told faith is something, either it's there or it's not there. You don't use it if you don't have it. Assume you're a car driver and the full tank is empty. Do you get angry and continue driving? 
Say four has finished, and the car is jerking, about to come to a complete halt. And then maybe you tell the person, the, the say, hurry, hurry, hurry. Say, bro, what do you mean by hurry? Four has finished now. Say, no, now you know we have to get to the airport before three o'clock. Bro, are you listening to me? I can't move. The fuel has finished. When there is no faith, that's when you want to close your eyes. It doesn't bring faith. Ogboju does not bring faith. What did I say? You know the meaning of Ogboju? Ogboju does not bring faith. Gragra does not bring faith. Either faith is there or it's not there. If fuel finishes in the car, what do you do? You can't refuel. If the car cannot get to the civil station, you park the car. You see it all the time on the road. You see an adult man carrying five gallons up and down. Look, something happened. Do you get that? <laughs> you have to go and get faith. You don't just use it when you say, I declare. People will be declaring things they don't have the power to declare. So what did I do that morning? I remember. I still remember the tape series. Supernatural Living Series by David Oedepo. I think it was tape two. I took it out, titled that, if I remember, we well, activating the gift. I put it inside and sat down. One straight hour, I just sat there. Why the message played from the beginning to the end. After I had drunk of the spirit well, then I now put a hand on myself and began to pray. Then I rebuked the fever. And then the Bible says, I rebuked the fever. Well, of course, nothing happened. I just finished praying. Except that I, the day passed. I woke up next morning, everything had disappeared. You don't just do that because you are angry. Do you follow my point? What's the first thing you do? You drink of the spirit. Please, eh? Since this device God gave you is not for Instagram. Do they preach on Instagram? Some people do. Can the Christians start a nice social preaching media? You know, like you have Facebook, let it just be word book. But when you go to some of these ones, this man, I went to go to YouTube music because of you. I feel like saying God punish some people. The kind Yamayama, they take welcome, they say welcome to YouTube music. Ah, I showed to my wife, what kind of nonsense is this one? I, no, I said, no, 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 Christians should go, please. Go and actually click report, report on some of their videos. That evil, this is not this is not video now. Ah, this is evil. Some of you may have that. By the way, it will not make money. What did I say? <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody says, okay, ah, that's a good market. It's not a good market. It's a good service. You're trying to go. It's a good service. Because what normally kills Christians, listen, one of the best apps in the world today doesn't make a dime. The company pays the the, the family pays money every day on it. And that's what? The U version. Hundreds of millions of downloads is used by millions of people daily. Millions of, or millions of persons activate that app every day. They keep updating the app. They don't charge a dime. They take it as a mission that God gave to them. Many of those Bibles you download for free, they pay for it. Oh, some people think that uh, some people think that ministry is free. When you hear Pastor Banke on radio, the, the radio station loves the sound of his voice. It's not true. What did I say? All the radio stations we are on, every single one, you pay. 
So when you download U version free, somebody pays. There are many Bibles that are for sale, but you get there free. It's because that family paid the people selling. So don't think that it's free. So if tomorrow they say that, please support us, please support them. If all you can give is $5, put. If it's $10, put. There's a big tele- um, the, um, the television network those days. They said they were, we used to watch them free of charge at home. All right? They did not used to sell anything. That is like uh, take advice from Omu and uh, Bonvita. Nothing like that. We all watch them for free. You know how much they were paying every day? $1 million. Some of you know the one I'm talking about. They were spending $1 million a day to remain on air. So it's easy for us sometimes. Of course, it's not like I agree with some of the things they do. They used to do this two, three-week uh, program of just raising money every day. Yes, I disagree with some of the things that people used to say for how they raise money. I disagreed. I still disagree till now. Some of those doctrines were totally erroneous. All right? However, please understand something. The money they, sp- they gather in those weeks is what they spend for the next six months. They used to do that in twice a, a year. They were spending $1 million a day to give you free Christian television. Did you hear what I said? To give you free... Cre- so you see that... So you know, a lot, oh, I've left my message now. But I'll get back to it in a moment. A lot of people think that Christian things are free. They're not free. What did I say? They're not free. They absolutely are not free. So, now, please, let me confess some of my sins. It offends me when I get emails, people asking for things. If you know that thing annoys me, I say, look at you. Nobody does it anymore. I think they now know us. Before you say, please, I have not paid my school fees. I say, how is that my problem? I've seen pastors write us they have not paid their church rent. And I'm like, how is it my problem? Some people are very funny. They want to raise money. It's other ministries they go to. I've seen pastors write us that, please, they are owing money. I should come and help them pay. I'm not kidding. One say he chop people money. They want to arrest him. So I should send him money. Yeah, I'm, I'm not joking. And I'm looking like, excuse me. People come, they corner you that you are, we are doing missionary work. And I'm looking like, you are doing missionary work. This one I'm doing, what do you think it is? No, what, what do you think it is? No, no, it's city work. They catch, they catch Pastor Courage. Say, so we are doing missionary work. Come on, so I'm looking at him. Are you people, like your friend would say, are you normal? And I'm wondering, what is wrong with you? You want to raise money, it's, you go to another mission to ask them to give you money to do mission. Are you completely all right? Now, if the mission wants to give, fine. I don't have a problem. But I don't think you should think that you should go to them. You should know that you are in the same business. One day, Pastor, you have to tell one man, he said, oh, God, I hope you know it's the same job we are doing. That one catch and say, now bring money. He said, from where? He said, is this, is this not the same work we are doing? Please, it's on our side. I know where I went into this. Christian things are not free. What did I say? If you are going to church, your pastor doesn't, like, you know, people have told me, but I like Pastor Banky. You know, one man, I saw what he wrote somewhere. Pastor Banky reminds me of George Muller. I'm serious. Somebody wrote it. He doesn't beg for money. He prays and God brings money. I'm looking at him like, <laughs> it's obvious you don't give us money. That's why I look like George Muller. Yeah. Who told you I pray that God should bring money? Who told you? You just assume because I don't talk about it. He said that I run a ministry like George Miller. I said, no, I don't. I di- no. George Miller's ministry and my ministry are totally two different ministries. That kind of one that George Miller did, God, I don't like it. 
that will be on the table. You know what Jeremiah used to do? Breakfast time, there's no, more, there's no food. So he carried all the children in the orphanage to sit down. They bowed their heads. Let's thank God for food. Father, I will receive this food with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. There's no food on the table. That's how the children are looking at that. This will happen now. Then one baker will now stop at the door and deliver bread. I said, that kind of last minute, uh, this thing. Do, we, do, do I look like I'm in the wilderness? It, one or two experiences like that, they are good. But for it to be normal life, I don't like it. Uh-uh. To eat breakfast, I was speaking in tongues. I thank God for Judge Mula. If I look like Judge Mula, I thank God for that. But brethren, please, I ain't Judge Mula. Christian things are not free. What did I say? Somebody is paying. Oman yapped me recently that um, why are we not like Jesus Christ? I said, in what way? That Jesus used to take offering. I said, who told you? I quoted the scripture for you. He began to twist it. I said, when, when, when Judas was carrying pots up and down, what do you think it was? Fish? The one in multiplier remain. You heard that Jesus sold the remnants? Peter now, uh, 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 Judas now had the money that they sold after multiplying fish. The one that remained, they sold it. Have you heard of that before? People give freely. And some of them, their names are written for us in the scriptures. Please, that's an aside. I don't even know how did I get into that. So if you are going to a church, please, don't be wicked. What did I say? Don't be wicked. Don't be wicked. And then please, don't wait for your pastor to look like he wants to die. There's one pastor I know. I met him. Did I meet him personally? Well, I saw his picture. It's my friend that was ministering with him. He might have had a lot of things, but he had to look poor. And that you see him, he's wearing torn shoes and torn clothes. Do you know why? So that Christians won't think he has money. So, you know, so he had bad, plenty of things. You know what finally happened? He now felt sick and died. So my friend looking like, okay, all those who were trying to prove anything to them, what happened to them? You left them behind. All the things you refuse to use so that they think you are poor, they are still there. They will share it. The Lord is good. Let me not sit on that. Why did we get into that? I know what I was saying. So, I was saying somebody should do social media app that Christians can just go there and feel free to get lost in the word of God. Alright? And I was saying that don't go, don't do because you think it will make money. It might not make money. God will bless you that David Green in their family, they are billionaires. Yet the billions that God gave them, they are using it to give us the Bible app free of charge. That's the point I'm making. Alright? So I'm just saying something. Let's get back to our, the issue of our devices. Please, brethren, use your device to fill yourself with the Spirit. Fill, load your, your, your phone, your tab. With, and when you want to idly, we stop wasting your time on, uh, what do you call that place? TikTok. Give me another one. No, there's one that one that, Instagram, yes, Instagram. Looking at the photo. How is picture filling with the spirit? That's one thing God doesn't use too much to fill people with the spirit. You know how I know? He didn't let them even draw the picture of anything in heaven. Stop sitting down there, you sit down and be staring at photographs all the time. If you go to YouTube, whatever it is, I was telling my wife yesterday, Deliberately pick on messages. You know what happens? YouTube will start pushing them to you. If you watch one comedy, they will give you 20 comedies. If you watch all 20, they give you 400. Just search for some messages. and listen. Once you do that, 
they will flood you with it. There are some people who did some Bible apps recently. I found that my wife has one of them. But the, no money would not let us have sense. They have this app that I saw their number of them. They pop, anytime you pick up your phone, they pop a message for you. You've not seen them? They pop a Bible verse. They pop a Bible verse, a line of scripture, a line of um, a saying of a man of God and stuff like that. Uh, have you seen them? But I've not been able to get one that's not intrusive with adverts. Please, I want to just advise Christians, do one and don't, it, it doesn't have to make money. What's your problem? I tried to get one, I saw my wife had it, I tried to get one, but I had to stop because all of them, they, almost all the ones I found, had ads managed by Google. So Google will be telling you, book a ride when I'm trying to read the Bible. What's wrong with you? It's not everything that you need to make money from. We are too money-minded. Some of this coding thing, you can code it. Once you finish coding it, put it there. It's not costing you anything anymore. There may be initial investment, but be, go to David Green and learn something. This is not even costing you. You can develop 50 other apps, that you be, but give... <laughs> Sometimes, eh? There's one Bible, there's one um, Bible, uh, what do you call it? Christian magazine website. The occasional when you are searching, you know, maybe like I want to learn sanctification, I can just type on Google to get. When I pop up, there are messages. When I open it all the time, they block it. Why? Because I use a browser that is an ad blocker. Yeah. They block it. You can't read it. Why? You have to release your ad blocker. And me, I close their website. Are you the only one preaching the word? Online, me say they preach. I contribute more material to the internet than you do. Because and my own is free. By the way, if you see ads during our videos on YouTube, it's not also. Judavi, I should let people know. If you see ads during our YouTube videos, we did not monetize any of our channels. So for you to just know, because um, Judah was telling me there are some complaints. People have complained that the number of ads they now see when we are watching our video, YouTube videos are quite plenty. Please, it's not us, just for records. We did not monetize it. They are the ones chopping the money. And I will not cooperate with them to monetize it. If you want to come and hear the word, that's not the time I want to sell you something. When I want to sell something, I will put the advert there. Selling time, blessing time. Click here so I can get money. Do you follow my point? No, listen, if I want money from there, God allows it. I'm just saying, I will ask for it. Please, if you like this message, Click here to donate $10. And if you don't click, I'm going to <laughs> remove the message. Now, that's a joke, but just for people to understand, all right? It's not us. So, I'm just saying something here. Please, let me get to my message. Please, use your device. Fill yourself with what? The Spirit. As Christians, I was saying, we open our hearts deliberately to drink of the Spirit. We don't go there to learn methods. Jesus said, tarry. So anytime you pick your Bible, and I said, do two things, right? Number one, pray for what? Understanding. Number two, pray that your heart will open and that the Spirit of God will point to it. Everything. Listen, parenting is how? Studying is how? Preaching is how? It must be by the Spirit. Everything. Even driving your car, I said it before, must be by what? By the Spirit. Don't think you know how to do it. Everything you want to do, make sure that the ability of God goes with you. That is the life of the believer. We're not studying the Bible because we just want to have understanding. Understanding is good. But we need to have an infusion of the Spirit each time we pick our scriptures. 
Let me say this again before I go to the other thing I want to say. It's not every time you, the spirit enters into you, you fall down under the power. It's not every time the spirit enters into you, you will feel anything. But there are times you will feel something. One of the ones you will feel, now listen to this one, is this joy unspeakable that you will not be able to understand. I don't know whether, whether you ever experienced it. If you finish in the Bible, you're just happy. You're just happy. You don't even know why. And, and you, <laughs> that's the funny part. You're not going to tell somebody. Did you see this? He said what? He said, the Lord is my shepherd. And the person looked like, uh-huh, I shall not want. He said, no, you don't get it. The Lord is my shepherd. And like, I shall not want now. Please, you know what your problem? You are filled with the Spirit. When you are filled with the Spirit, things change in your eyes. Scriptures look different. The Lord is my shepherd too. He's just exciting you. That spirit of joy is one thing I have noticed, okay, that marks when the spirit enters into you. You can finish reading the scripture and you are happy. I remember one of my friends was in my house one day. He was praying, praying, finished praying, reading the Bible. And I started saying, I felt like, you know, <laughs> thank God the Bible says, quench not the spirit. I went and said, bro, you're not the only one in this house. He started singing songs he did not understand. And he was singing it loud. I'm looking like this guy. He said, you just need reading your Bible and praying in my apartment. Now I can't have peace. He was screaming loud. Do you know? <laughs> I didn't know it then. It's now I understand that. You know what happened to him? He was filled with the Spirit. Thank God the Bible said, quench not the Spirit. I told you the story once when I was reading the book. Um, <laughs> what's the name of that book now? Two Kinds of Faith. Daddy, I finished reading. When I got home, my son said, Daddy, where is the book? <laughs> I had to look for where I kept it dusted to give to him. I think the boy wanted to be filled with the Spirit. <laughs> I was reading the book, Two Kinds of Faith. I was in class. I was in university. I think my third year in university. Second or third year. Yeah, I think it was third year. And I was reading. I had the habit when I would go to class, I go to go and read, I would go with a Bible or a book I'm reading. So I spent the first 30 minutes studying my Christian literature. So this was when I took that day. Two Kinds of Faith by E.W. Kenyon. And I began to read. Ah, uh-uh. I realized I couldn't sit down. And I read another line. My body began to shake. I was getting hyper excited. And you know the way it is in class. It, it, the class is not your own. On one row, you put like five, six reading. So I looked at the people on my left and my right. I didn't know how to tell them why I'm shaking and jumping on my chair. So I got up, left the, the room, the, the reading room, the I lecture hall. I went outside. It was still day, so there was light to see during the day. So I sat on the bench outside there. I began, this time around, I had the ability, I had the freedom to express thank you. I was jumping up and down. Hey, I'm giving the Lord thanks and shouting. And reading the book out loud. I was so excited. Then one guy now came and sat on that same chair. So I looked at him and I'm like, well, I got here before you. I'm not leaving here. I continue. I don't even know how he finally reacted. Maybe he decided well, I was crazy and he left. I didn't care. The thing hit me. I can't explain it. So one day I, I dropped the book in the room. I said, one brother. He picked the same book. Somebody must have touched that book. I don't know. He picked the same book. And was reading the same pages I was reading. He was lying down to read. He had the wrapper on his body. He threw away the wrapper. 
Now, I still remember, he started jumping. I don't know how you might be jumping up and down on the bed while lying down is what. <laughs> he was hopping up and down the bed and screaming and rolling and jumping up, throwing the, threw away the cloth on his body. He was jumping. He said, Banky, have you read the book? I said, yes, I have. He said, and you were able to sit down? <laughs> and I answered him, who told you I sat down? And I realized that's one of the signs. That joy unspeakable, full of glory. It's one of the signs. I think it's a mistake for us to say that only speaking in tongues is the only sign. It's not. It's one of the signs also. It's a very important one. But i just give you another one. At least I have had personal experiences with that. What am I going to say? Please don't be satisfied with just, with just knowledge. It's important. Understanding is important. But we have to crown it with what? The feeling of the spirit. We must crown it with what? The feeling of the spirit. So anytime we are studying the word, that's what we are, we are coming for, to, uh, uh, to. Not just understanding, not just knowledge. But we want to be filled with the spirit. Last time we are talking about, of course, we said different ways. So last time we are speaking about um, receiving the spirit of what? Wisdom. And as I said then, what I was just going to do, just to talk about it. We talked about the wisdom that God gave to Daniel. Let me share this one with us quickly before we go into that again. Because we're talking about this, this um, feeling with the Spirit. Jesus said, if those of you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. What is your Heavenly Father will do? He will give the Holy Spirit to those who do what? Who ask him. So God gives the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. When he was speaking there, is this spirit we are, this spirit we are talking about that he was speaking about. He said he gives the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Is this same spirit that we are, he was talking about? That was when he was talking about it in the book of Luke. So I just like to say something to us briefly on how to receive from God. Just briefly. Because we must receive the spirit. What did I say? Now let me say something about being filled with the spirit. You know what David said? He said, I can run through a troop. Have you heard that before? Yes, I can leap over a wall. You know what that means? Let me explain what it means. David said, if I'm alone here, a troop is a, like, maybe like a company of soldiers come in to attack me. If a troop comes in to attack me, I can fight them off and escape with my life. Now, I can leap over a wall. You know what that means? I can jump a fence. Now, let me ask you a question. If it's not natural fence jumping, what's the special thing about it? But how many people have seen Chinese films where they jump fence? How many people have seen it before? I don't know. Ladies have never looked. Okay, okay, so three ladies there. Okay, good. You are the men as the one that watch Chinese films. <laughs> Occasionally, my wife will tell me that let's watch a love film. I say, who watches a love film? Is there any man here that loves a love story? You do? No wonder you're a musician. <laughs> usually we don't like, uh, men usually don't like uh, romance, action, thank you. How men like things where they shoot people, I don't understand. Just by the way, since I was a little boy, eh, I despised romance movies. I didn't understand why she would cry because somebody's walking away. Walk away if you like. <laughs> I 
see all the women walking away with the person in their heart. I said, ah. We watched Indian films too, but the only one we watched where I'll die for mama. You understand? Uh, the great gambler. Burning train. Uh, what do you know that one? The, 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 the bandits. That one with the bandit. Chole. <laughs> All this uh, does number number 10. I couldn't sit down. Sunita. How many of you saw Sunita? I could not sit down to watch Sunita. I could do it. And then those ones were the ones that were so long. Seven hours because somebody wants to marry somebody. The Lord is good. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to our Chinese movie story. I, but some of you have seen Chinese movies. You know the way... The Kung Fu master will be running and just jump and nest on top of the fence. That's what David was saying. I can leap over a wall. You think David was doing normal things? David will run there. Eh? The Philistines will wonder, where did they pass? He said, he couldn't have passed there. There's a, there's a fence there. The boy's on the other side. As he was running, he looked at the wall. Suddenly, a spirit hits him. He pushes. Boom! He finds himself on top of it. Jumps on the other side. The guy decided, no, he couldn't have passed through here. That was all he meant when he said, I can run through a troop. I can leap over a wall. He wasn't doing things naturally. Those who are filled with the spirit overcome challenges people thought would be too great for them. I hope you're getting my point. Please, don't enter... Look, don't start a business until you are filled with the Spirit. There's something that Jesus said. What did he say? Tell, it, tell me again. He said, tarry in Jerusalem until. Wait. You know, Jesus did not go to the cross until he had the power to go. They say it's time to go to the cross. He said, I'm coming. You know what I'm coming means? I'll be back. He went into the garden. Until, let's use our words today, until he was filled with the spirit to go to the cross. When people go there empty handed, you know what I mean by empty handed? No spirit. When they beat you once, you go shout, yay! Pilate will say, Do you not have the power to release you? Say, Use the power wisely. (laughs) You'll You'll be cutting eye for Pilate. Why not? Because what is happening to you now, you're. The, 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 the crown of thorns on your head is pain. <laughs> when you have, when you are supposed to have pain in your body, you are telling the pilot. When the pilot says, "I have the power to release you," and you are looking at the pilot and saying that he wouldn't have had the power if it was given to you, and you are telling the pilot that um, he doesn't know what he's doing, that somebody gave him the power is he bragging? He said, "Are you the king of the Jews?" So you are the one that says so. Was that the one that told you? Ha! You know, pilot, look at do you know who you are talking with? I do. Pilate. I had the power to release you or to condemn you. Think it's your power? The person who gave you the power has decided what's going to happen today. When Pilate looked at him, he washed his hands and said, I don't like trouble. Jesus did not go to the cross until he was filled with something. That's the point I'm making. We want to start businesses. See, how do you want to compete with MTN when you're in the same business? They have money. You should have spirit. The Bible says that the, the strong man's wealth is his tower. There's a scripture I'm quoting. I don't know how many of you know it. So what is your own strong point? The rich man has his money as his defense, as his high point, as his strong tower. What is your own high tower? What is your own strength? 
That's what we are saying. People of God, don't joke with it. Anything you want to do, you want to start a, you're starting a business. Tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high to do that business. And if you are doing the business now, you didn't do that. It's not too late. Do it. You will close shop for one week. Tell everybody, I'll be back. I told Christian fasting and praying is not, is not so that the enemies will run away. This is what it is for. It's, to, it's so that you can sit down until you are what? Filled with the spirit. Listen, when Jesus came out of the garden, he knew it was time to go. When he came out the first time, he knew it wasn't time. When he came out the second time, he knew it wasn't time. When he came out the third time, he said, now, let's go. God delayed the people arresting him until that point. Listen, let, don't let nobody put you under pressure. You have to move now. You have to move now. There's nothing. There's nothing like I must move now. Let me wait. I, I will know when I'm supposed to move. I've told you before, the person who's walking by faith, to him, he's not walking by faith. Though. He's walking by, what he's doing is reasonable. I don't know whether I get my point. Yeah. The person walking by faith said, this is the only way I can do it. You are so daring. No, I'm not daring. This is a normal thing to do. That's what the Bible calls faith. That is, when the things of God become so real to you, the decision is natural. But you don't make those decisions with common sense. You make them because you have eaten of something that is stronger than you. And that is what we are talking about. I want you to go around thinking of it, realizing that this is what I need for life. This is what I need for life. As I was going to share something with us briefly. So to receive that from God, there are four things I'm going to give us quickly. Okay? Then we'll continue what we were discussing last time. And then we'll take declaration of the word of God. And then we'll close. Number one, for you to be able to receive anything from God, I'm just going to give you a number of points. Number one, you must know the promises of God. Just like this one we just quoted now. Jesus said, of course, we've explained the importance of the Holy Spirit. And he said, if you then, being evil, know how to give good... Okay, let me just back up. Luke chapter 11. From verse 11, if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? If he asks a fish, I'm reading King James, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? He said, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So we know that we have a promise from God that if we ask, we will receive. Is that not so? We have been talking about it. So point number one is what? Know the promises. Now we're applying this specifically in here now, but it applies to every aspect of life. When you want to ask God for something, know what he has promised. That knowledge, like I, I, didn't, I didn't downplay knowledge along the line, it's very important. It's very important because, you see, the issue about God and his will it's just the things that he has promised. Everything that he wills, he has promised. I hope you're getting my point. And if you don't take time out to check out the things that he has promised, it becomes for you a sin of laziness. You are walking in iniquity if you are not filling yourself with the knowledge of God all the time. After you've been a Christian for a few years, it's not, it's not even that they'll be asking, say, you don't know what God's will is about this thing. No. It's written, it's exposed in scriptures. It's been revealed. Anytime you find out God's will about anything. Number two, you raise your expectation. That's what the Bible calls hope. What did I say? 
Say it loud. Raise your expectation. Like we're talking about the spirit now. I don't think anybody here will now say that something is too big for me in life. You know, naturally, I don't know mathematics. There are things you shouldn't come out of your mouth again. You know I forget easily. No, you shouldn't say such things anymore. She's not telling yourself that if I forget, the Holy Spirit will remind me. That I have the spirit of a sound mind. God will help me remember. Anything that you see that is possible, people are doing is ah, why not? Why not? No, I have a sound mind. Raise your expectation. Raise your expectation. That's what faith is. Faith is that the word of God has raised your expectation. That's what faith is. Did you hear what I said? What did I say faith is? The word of God has raised my expectation. Say it. That's what faith is. Faith is that the word of God has raised my expectation. The word of God has raised my... That's what faith is. They came to Abraham. Abraham said to God, what do you give me that I go childless? God said, who told you you will go childless? He said, your wife will bear you a, bear you a child. Abraham said, wow. And he started laughing. Please, let me explain it again. Abraham did not laugh the laughter of unbelief or the laughter of mockery. If it was so, Isaac's name would not have been Isaac. What is the meaning of Isaac? Laughter. He said, because God has done what? Made me laugh. He said, he has caused me to laugh. So when he laughed, it was like he was overwhelmed, like, wow. So he's going to do this for me. The promise of God must raise your expectation. Please go and read my tract, my tract He That Believes. I said there are two sides to, to faith. One side is what? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The second side is the conviction of things not seen. Many of us know the conviction of things not seen. We're not there 2,000 and something years ago when Jesus was born of a virgin. We believe it, don't we? And that's faith. Conviction of things not seen. You will fight for that thing. That's faith. He rose again from the dead. True of us. Did you see him? We believe. He said, blessed is he that believes without seeing. God expected us to believe the testimony of those who saw. So we, we heard the testimony recorded from Peter, James, John. We saw the testimony written by them, Andrew and um, uh, uh, Matthew and Co. And we even read the testimony of Peter, um, of Paul, I wanted to say. We've read the testimony of modern day people that have given us these testimonies. Talking to one sister one day, I just said, hey, some people have seen the Lord Jesus Christ physically. I said, I wonder how it is. I was just trying to say. And she said that he visited me once when I was sick. I said, What did you say? Like you? Now they take a moment and I look like this. All this while for this school. <laughs> what happened? And then she told me. We believe those testimonies. We may not personally have seen, but we have had experiences that confirm the testimonies of those that saw. All of this. Things, conviction of what? Things that not, are not seen. But first one, he said, faith is the substance of things we do what? We hope for, we expect. Your faith must create expectation for you. Of course, we believe Jesus is coming back again. That is one. But in your life, there must be expectation of total and complete healing. Yes. There must be expectation of victory in life. 
you must have the expectation of complete success in life. We've been talking about part, um, the living in divine abundance. You should expect. You know, my wife and I watched a video yesterday. A woman who's a downfall driver in Lagos. She says something which I found very instructive. How do you manage, I, I guess they asked her, troublesome passengers? You know what she said? He said, I know they will soon reach their bus stop and they will come down with their wahala. <laughs> you see the way revelation hits you too? So I have this, no, really, in my life, I have expectation. There have been times I'm not feeling well. I start praying for people who don't have expectation to get away because I do. I tell myself, this too, this too shall soon pass. We'll go soon read the bus stop. This nonsense will come down with his wahala. That thing hits me. We're watching the video, my wife and I. Just by the way, you want to know, I told my wife, I just met one new former. She said, who's that? I said, let me introduce her to you. She entered the vehicle. I was picking her up. She went to buy something. Started watching it. She said, how is this new former? I said, you know you, you can be a downfall driver. <laughs> my wife is that kind of friend. I just said, Kai, when I saw the woman, I said, Kai, Mrs. B. Inside downfall. <laughs> So that they hit us when we saw it. The woman said, ah, any problem I see. He said, when I have a problem, uh, passenger. He said, how do you handle? He said, it's not a problem. I tell myself, we'll soon reach his bus stop. Will he not come down? Will he say, because I want to quarrel with the bus driver, I won't come down. Let me add my own words. I'll just hasten to get there. Anthony Bolle. <laughs> Anthony, the person will come down. Wala man, I drive off. I've, I've deleted him from my life. That's what I mean. You must have expectation that this one too will soon pass. Those as a young man, I used to, I, oh God, I had it. I, oh God. God gave you that one to me. I said, this season of life will pass. It will pass. Now, by the way, those who were dead then, we tell you, I've not seen anything yet. What you have seen in this country, people are complaining about. Even the violence. That time, if you lived in Lagos, God was horrible. This is now people hiding their homes away from troublemakers, right? Those is trouble came to your house at midnight, at 2 a.m. People were most afraid when they stayed at home. They were safer outside. But I kept on telling myself those days, I said, this one too will pass. This season will pass. This season will pass. And I want you to have that expectation when you are dealing with the promises of God. If you are sick right now, I want to tell you the word of God. This season will pass. You will soon get to the bus stop of that sickness. And it's not a long time from now. You are about to get to that bus stop. That pain is dropping. That tumor is dropping. That confusion of mind is dropping. It's coming down out of your life and you are going on the road of your destiny. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let faith raise your expectation. Let faith raise your expectation. Faith must create expectation for you. Never, you know. (laughs) Let me tell you something. If I'm just getting faith now. Hmm? I'm getting faith. (laughs) Don't settle for small. Take small as a stage. Did you hear what I said? 
God will do great things in your life. Amen. Yeah, he will, he will, he will. Just, look, just know that the path of the just is shining brighter and brighter. Just tell yourself that. My path is shining. No matter how big, you know, nobody's charging you for believing. Are they charging for believing? In fact, God is going to reward you for believing. When God looked at Abraham, you know what he said to him? He said, come, look up. So will your descendants be. You know what Hannah asked God for? How many sons? One. Because they're fine. You know how many God gave her? We have a minimum of five. I think she had five after Samuel. One thing we know, she has sons and daughters. So if now two to a loan, add them to Samuel, we don't complete five. And they were more than that. God looked at Abraham and said, come, look. So will your descendants be. Somebody just believe it. You know, some people believe it. They want to be believing in like in the age of miracles, in the age of God doing this and as past. Why do you want to believe that nonsense? Do you know God rewards you for just that you agree with what is the scriptures? People, let the word of God raise your expectation. People are afraid that their expectation will be disappointed. Your own will not be disappointed. Yeah. And holding on to it has reward. I don't know whether you get my point. Do you know there are people that have held up to some things? And God said, ah! This is you have hoping for, eh? I can do it too, but not in this your lifetime. So you know what I will do? Do you always compensate? Do you know it always compensates? Let me give you an example. Daniel, he prayed and intensely desired that 70 years is over. And we need to go back to the promised land. God looked at Daniel. The men are going to go back, don't worry. But you, you are not going to go back. So what's going to happen? Say, let me compensate you. Do you know what he did? He took him up and showed him thousands of years to come. I don't know whether I get my point. Let me tell you what. Not all of this is recorded in detail in the scripture. Daniel saw in the spirit and walked in the land of Israel and walked with the people of Israel there and he enjoyed the fact that he had gone back home. He saw the next kingdom that would come. Do you know what Daniel even saw? He saw Christians gathered in church who God had brought to join into one commonwealth of Israel. And God said, this is what I am doing. He said, this is a kingdom that will endure forever. I hope you're getting my point. When God told Moses, you won't enter the promised land, you know what he told Moses? Come, let's go. They took a tour and they saw every corner of the land. Time would not let me describe the kind of things that Abraham saw. Abraham believed God for things. Ah, God said, what this man is believing me for? Great and mighty things. So let's take a tour. I don't have a shadow of doubt in my mind not a shred of doubt that Abraham saw Africans gathered worshipping God and mentioning the name of Abraham and calling God still the God of Abraham. I don't have a shadow of doubt in my mind that Abraham saw Israel, the promised land, filled with his descendants. I don't have a shadow of doubt in my mind that God showed Abraham cities built by his descendants. 
And God said to Abraham, your descendants will not live in the wilderness. See where they are going to live. You know, I say humorously, that he said, so will your descendants be. He was showing beautiful cities with their lights. Abraham thought he was seeing stars. I don't know whether you are getting my point. Why am I saying this? Don't have any... There are things that you will see eh, from... You, there are hopes you will raise. Because that hope has been raised for your children. You know, I was saying it on Saturday. Ah, that thing is entering my heart seriously. I pray I don't forget to teach more of it. You have to start having a transgenerational way of thinking. You can't be believing God only for food. It annoys God. Look, say, look at this one. When they say pray, say, in the name of Jesus, I claim bread with my own knees. Say, God, you know that thing, put fish inside. God says, so you cannot even ask to be a distributor of bread for a whole nation. Say, ask me for it. Say, say, just ask. Some of those things say, okay, you want to be this, okay, let's share it. I'm going to give you three natural children in this area, and I'm going to give you 20 spiritual children. Now, between them, this, it's between all these 20-something people, everything you have asked for, they will accomplish it 10 times over. Please set a good stage for those coming after you. Let them have no choice but to carry the, the banner of the kingdom of God. Many of us are too food-minded. Food. food. Inter must drive car. Where are you driving it to? Abraham left the one he had and went into the wilderness so that his descendants could manufacture it. Please, I hope you are getting my point. Let the word of God raise your expectation. Don't worry. Let it raise it high. Let your expectation be raised so high. Let your expectation be... You are not raising only for yourself. Your descendants are going to step into what you are seeing as a result of the entrance of the word. Next point. I said, how many points did I say? Four. Which one are we on? Number two, nine with this. So. Then number three, ask him to fulfill it. You see, this is how prayer is. You can't come to prayer until you have faith and hope. First, you receive promises by faith. It builds number two into you, which is expectation. You know, <laughs> there's something I was telling my wife and telling Israel's wife the other time. Let me not give details from here. I said, look, there are things you want to achieve in this life. Don't even think about how you will get there. You will have a headache. Do you get my point? Okay, this is what I told Jed. I said, I've seen big, big schools, fine schools. Have you seen them? He said, yes. I said, how many schools do you want to collect in primary school? <laughs> to build something like that. So God said, you don't dream? I said, no. Have you seen them? Yes. Then get on your knees. I said, look, see this picture, I like it. Do it for me. If you check the value, you're talking three billion naira. Stop saying which bank will finance it. Leave that thing. If a bank wants to come and finance it, so be it. If God wants to dash you the money, so be it. If you will, if you be praying one night and a lump of diamonds will fall from heaven, will you reject it? No. <laughs> What's your problem? Why do you want to calculate how God must do it? The Lord is good. What am I saying? When, when your hope has been raised, what do you do? Ask. Say, Lord, do this one for me. If he says why, I say, because you're my father and you have money. Don't, you see, sometimes we want to use too much explanation. You start telling lies. So now if you do this, now you know that we'll be able to worship you more. God says, okay, I won't do it. So, how far with my worship? <laughs> Just say it like that, simple. Say, about God. My father is very rich, oh. 
So that's the reason why. My father, how do you say he gave money in Igbo? Huh? Uh-huh. Thank you. He has money. Yes. Say, my father, he has money. That is why I'm asking. See, let me tell you, you know, you know one thing that pays God, eh? We don't ask him for things in faith. I want to ask, we ask for foolish things and competitive things, things that you want to use to impress a neighbor so that I'm better than you. If you look at the project God has put in your hand, the, the assignment he has given you, ha, and you're like, you know, there are times when we, you'll be managing very well in Enugu, doing things, you have a small factory, and it's, give me something somebody manufactures me on your own. Okay, maybe you're manufacturing, what's the name of this soap, liquid soap? And then you have been, you've been doing it, it's nice, it's beautiful. People say, oh, I like, the, I like the perfume you put in your liquid soap, and you're making, you're using hand. You and your friends, you're using hand to press the cup. Using leg to, <laughs> and you're putting plaster on, and it's selling. I mean, think about it. Every month you sell some hundreds of thousands of uh, naira worth of those little little bottles, and you're feeling very happy. You're already feeling prosperous. You don't buy moto, and you are giving testimony. They did not carry you one day by accident. God wants to scatter you. You now go to PZ. You enter an office, you enter a, 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 a factory floor where there are only two human beings. Everything is, and the two human beings are on computers. They check, they're on the screen, ping, ping. They, something goes off, they press some buttons, some buttons will go this way. You see, and as bottles are, no bottles are filling themselves with liquid soap, capping themselves, labeling themselves, lining themselves up. And stacking themselves, the father woman will drive home something, mm, carry and drive it out. You think of that your yard <laughs> in Transeku. <laughs> you look at PZ. You look at yourself. You know you just you know the kind of. You just realize you haven't started. God said that's why I brought you here, because you are you are getting too relaxed. So like, what do you want me to do? So you've seen this now. Ask me for it and go back to your yard. So just ask. I'm not saying you should do anything. No. You don't say you should do anything. That you borrow, if you borrow more, you know you will even die. Because, <laughs> see, there's a kind of loan they will give you. Please don't go and take loan without checking the interest rate. Too. Get some kind of loan. <laughs> there's a kind of loan you will default on for two weeks. You will cross road. You won't check. The weight. <laughs> One day I went to preach somewhere in Lagos. Big people. I didn't know. They didn't know I came from Enugu. And that I'm a preacher. Oh, my came to ask me for counseling. This was not, it's not today. This is years ago. I said that she and her husband owing three billion naira. I almost fell down. <laughs> me that's been asked for counsel. The person asking for counsel is standing straight. Me. <laughs> and like you're owing three billion and who does that? <laughs> the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. But I'm not saying, so nobody's saying go and take a loan. 
God says, you have seen that it's greater than this, right? You say, yes. Say, now ask me to do it in your life. And then don't forget to ask me to do greater things. There's no limit to this. God says, have you seen these stars? You say, yes. So will your descendants be. Now go back home and go and ask me to do it. And the last point, point number four. Ask the Lord for conditions that need to be fulfilled. Ask that the conditions will be revealed to you. Because sometimes people don't know. God is always eager to do things. We are the ones that constitute ourselves into, um, um, uh, what do you call it? Obstructions and obstacles. So sometimes God just wants you to remove the obstacles. And that's why that last prayer point is important. Say, Lord, is there anything that I need to get rid of or start doing? Now, it doesn't mean you qualify for it with your own strength. It just means that sometimes God says, listen, there's a way you, you, you like now maybe <laughs> you, have been taught, you have been dodging tax. You know some people dodge tax. That is some people. Most people. Sometimes God will say, hey, wait, this tax, tax dodging is enough. So that extra money, give it to government. Don't, is it your money? You will say, no, it's, it's my money. I say, give it to them. God said, you need to do that. I know what I'm telling you. One day, one of our brothers, he, he runs a business. He and I were speaking. I was in Abuja, so he came to pick me up. So just chatting about it, there's something he said. He said, one day he gave a quote for a, for a job for a particular company. Now, he does big business, all right? I mean, big business. I mean, some of his business are quoted for in U.S. dollars. Some of them is, you know, scores of millions of naira and all of that. He does big business. So he said, quoted for a particular some, some guys, um, a job. So they looked and they said, why is he putting this uh, withholding tax and all of that? He said, no, at this level, that's what he's supposed to do. And they said, no, no, they need to bring the cause that they should remove that. They said, no, I can't. He told them I can't remove it. Ah. So they tried to persuade him that, listen, this is just between us. He said, you don't get it. Now, listen to what I want to say carefully, what he told me. He said he told them that, I don't know what people's plans are. I have great visions for my company. He said one day, that job was like 50 million naira. This was years ago. He said one day I have to bid for a job of 500 million, of 1 billion, of 5. They will ask me whether I've done this size of job before. He said, what will I say? I will say yes. They will tell me to bring evidence. I will not bring papers that I can't pre- pre- present before government because I don't want to pay government how much money. He said, guys, if you won't give me the job, forget it. This is how I do my business. I follow the rules. He said, because I have a great vision in front. That was the first time that thing struck me. He said, look, one day they are going to ask, I'm going to bid for a, comp- a, a job. They said, what's the biggest job you've done? This job is 500 million. Electrical job. And I tell them, yeah, I've done up to 100 million. And they want the evidence. Then I'm going to put myself in trouble. But I can't bring it up because I don't want to get in trouble. So the best I can bid for is jobs of 30 million, 10 million for the rest of my life. He said, no, guys, I'm going somewhere where I'm dealing in billions. I give government their tax. Thank you very much. That's how he put his foot down. These are the kind of things I'm saying. Sometimes God will say, do things properly. Did you register a company? He said, I did. He said, huh? at the end of the year, now get an audit account. I know there's no profit. Right zero there, there's no problem. But get used to doing things properly. Because the day is going to come. I'm going to send a bird of prey from the east. And a man of my purpose from a distant country. And it's going to come bearing gold and silver. It's going to come bearing millions and millions of you know, foreign currency, U.S. dollars, that he wants to invest. They realize that you are totally structureless. So even though I want him to bless you, he said you don't have the capacity to carry it. 
They ask what have you done the last five years. You have nothing to prove. Because if you want to be big in life, you say, yes, let's start doing things properly now. I'm not saying do things big. What did I say? Do things how? Properly. You employ staff. Tell them, hey, hey, income tax in Enugu is like this. It's not too much money. It's one five, but I will collect it and give it to Enugu State Government. I will collect your task at the end of the year. I file copies. I mean, for goodness sake, one day they want to talk in Abuja, you come there and say, you, don't, you know, some people don't exist in CAC. CAC don't know them. No, they call CAC. Corporate Vehicles Commission, they don't know them. You are manufacturing some, you are not going to tell NAVDAC. Just because your friends are buying. How, God, how many of your friends buy? I want you to be in shops. You can't be in shops if NAVDAC doesn't say go ahead. Say, don't worry, go through the stress. You take about six months. Do it. After all, they will tell you to do is improve your standards. These are examples. Sometimes I see preachers. Now, I'm not saying every preacher should be like what I want to say, like me, okay? But sometimes I see preachers preaching good words. They say, oh, God, I'm you preach. Very powerful. Can I have it? They say, you didn't record. I'm looking at them like, what? You don't record? Why? Now, I'm not saying everybody. See, in Kingdom World Ministries, was that in the year 2003? This is 20 years ago. Abby? Yes, 20 years ago. I don't think we can count five messages I preached from the platform of Kingdom Word that I can't give to you. I don't think so. I don't think I can count up to five in 20 years that I preached from the platform of Kingdom Word that I can't give you. In 20 years. Meeting 11 months in a year. I don't think I can count up to five. Actually, it's three, I should say. They are not up to three. I can't give you. Maybe not everybody will be like that, okay? But sometimes, that's what God is saying. So, but go and buy a small recorder. Record the things you are preaching. Let somebody be able to read. I mean, I've given technology. I've given the Roman road. That's if you have a website. I say, just record it. You bless, finish blessing somebody. Let them be able to copy and share. Say, ah, this thing blessed me. That's what I mean when I say you pray certain prayers and say, Lord, what are the adjustments I need to make? Sometimes there are no physical adjustments like this. Sometimes there are adjustments in the spirit, in attitude. In fact, those are probably more possible, powerful ones. It can be as little as things like your friend is making progress. Rejoice. How do I know you are rejoicing? Go, give them money. They say they have money, and that's how they are building house. My friend told me to be buy a ton of cement for them. Do you get my point? Little things like that. God said, rejoice with those who rejoice. Be happy that somebody else is making progress. Go there, help them celebrate. They are doing wedding. They go and dance with them. You know, I've seen people that are perpetually unhappy, so they criticize everything. They don't know this is science. Like somebody said, was this the Ralph Waldo Emerson that said it? So some people don't know that the opinion of the world is a confession of character. Yeah. Some of you may know the, the, the Ralph Waldo Emerson guy. See, they don't know that this is the opinion of the world. It's a confession of character. They find something wrong with everything. The problem is with them. It's not with the world. Look, do those four things. Because you see, many things in life, they have conditions attached. Many things we're asking for. Jesus has attached conditions. For example, long life. We know, he said, honor your father and your mother. 
I found out a long life, you know the interesting part? is one promise in the Bible that he tied conditions to. I, you know that? Condition number one, honor your father and your mother. When, David, when Solomon said, ah, God, anything you will give me, uh, uh, give me wisdom and all of that, you know, God said he will give him also long life, right? I, you know, I found out that was one thing he added. Other prayer he prayed. God said that is good enough. For asking for wisdom, I will give you wealth. I will give you the wisdom. And I will give you, I will give you wealth. I will give you this and that. He said, but for long life, you know what I'm going to do? Let's read it together. That one, he tied a condition to it. First King chapter 3. For time's sake, we won't read everything. But let me just read something for you. Something to you. Let's just start from 11. God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked for yourself long life, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself discernment to understand justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. Behold, I have given you a wise... Notice what he said. Behold, I have what? I have given you a wise and discerning heart. Then go to verse 13. So I have also given you what you have not asked, which is what? Riches and honor. So that there would not be any among the kings like you all your days. Verse 14 now says, go to the next line. Read together with me. If you walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and commandments as your father David walked, then I will prolong your days. Did you notice that? Every other he didn't put condition on. But for long life, you know what he said? You have to obey my instructions. He said, you have to obey my instructions. I'm not giving that one for free, if I may use that expression. New Living Translation says it like this. New Living Translation. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands, as your father David did, I will give you a long life. Conditions. So that's number two. Honor your father and your mother. Remember that? Uh-huh. And then condition number three is Psalm 34. Psalm number 34. If you read from verse 12, he said, Who is the man who desires life and loves length of days? Can you see that? That he may seek good. Look at the conditions. Number one, keep your tongue from evil. Number two, your lips from speaking deceit. Okay, that's number one. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. That's number one. Number two, depart from evil and do good. Three, seek peace and pursue it. Can you see that? So he gave long life what? Conditions. So when you ask God, ah, you say with long life I will satisfy you and show me and show me your salvation. Thank you very much. I receive it. Father, confirm it in my life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. He says to you, and then you remember, we now pray that fourth prayer we said, which is what? Lord, are there conditions attached? Are there things I'm supposed to do? Are there corrections I need to make? Then he'll say to you, honor your father and your mother. Say, hey, me, I've not been talking to my father forever. <laughs> you call him. And make amends. I know it's his fault, but he's your father. Life has a pecking order. I hope you're getting my point. Yeah. You can't use, you know, someone say, if you respect yourself, I will respect you. You're an idiot. If I have to respect myself to, for you to respect me, then you got a problem. I hope you're getting my point. There are things you shouldn't say. Why do you respect me? Because I'm your father. Let's just leave that one there. Some things in life have a particular order. And you must learn to recognize that order. I know your father is richer than you. For Christmas time, 
Bible says a son honors his father. Do it. Connection number two, every instruction of scriptures you have been given, obey them. Don't divide the body of Christ. Don't walk in bitterness. Then number three, keep your mouth from speaking evil. Stop telling lies. New Living Translation says, then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. What is evil? Always looking for something bad in the environment to talk about. This country is a useless place. You know, we have always known that this government is illegitimate. <laughs> Just, you hate a man that didn't do you anything. The people who are fighting over presidential candidates, and you said, and you don't know any, you don't know any of these men to their homes. Yeah, you want to die. Die for men who eat with each other. Have you not seen those weddings? Next time Dangote's daughter is married, go there. You know you are the one that has a problem. Those men don't have a problem. Once the political, they are trying to rearrange themselves. There's a particular state which I, where I happen to know people. After primaries, all those who lost primaries gathered together, had the meeting to go and meet the man who won. So, okay, so how far? So how are you going to settle us? And they do it all the time. When them kill Abiola, when the Papangida are not June 12th, I can say this because it's public record. If I MQ, you know, say it was Mr. Loudmouth, you know, like Donald Trump. He used to say everything outside. You know how they tried to settle it? Papangida called him, said, okay, give me. Now, this is fact. It was in the news, so I'm not saying things you don't know. All right. You, you may not know it. I know you don't know it, but I mean, like, it's in the news. I read the newspapers. <laughs> Papangida called him and said, how much do you spend on campaign? I was going to write him a check to repay everything. So how much Nigerian government own your companies? That okay, it was about two billion dollars. So I pay you now. They were owing his companies like two billion US dollars. Said no problem, we pay it immediately. Let me know how much you spent on your campaigns. We we'll write you a check. And you go home and go and sit down. That's how those men. You will be there. We fight, 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 fighting on the streets, getting get, getting bitter over nothing. David said, things are too wonderful for me. I don't involve myself in, myself in them. I don't involve myself. I just relax myself. A politician is shooting politician. I'm a citizen. <laughs> in my house. Can't die for people that I don't know that they are. I've seen people argue. On, I said, do you know that you don't know these boys? I said, this one is a good man. This one is bad. This one. I said, you don't know them. Everything you think is packaging outside. You use your mouth to speak evil and you want to live long. Leave that. Thing. Long life is granted from heaven. He has his conditions. And keep your lips from telling lies. Stop saying things that are not true when you know they are not true. Stop selling products that are not good. You won't live long like that. Okay, this is the original one. This one is from Japan. God said, I will kill you for this one. You. <laughs> This statement you made, you know the part of China this one is from. Because they find that man, find that man to his house and go and give and go and beg him. Because if you don't, I'll first burn your shop as a warning sign. <laughs> 
stop telling lies. I'm serious. The two things like that. I don't know why, how can a Christian sell a fake product? Are you, what is wrong with you? He says, you know, they won't buy it. Then why are you selling it? I knew one word at that time. He used to sell clothes. He said, this is original Italian. And he'll be looking at this guy. One day I said, why? He said, because, you see, that's what they expect. I said, then give them what they expect. You go and tell somebody because they label a suit and money. You tell him it's genuine and money. And he knows that you're a Christian, so he believes you. He doesn't know enough. It's just that, you know, <laughs> you know, some people who know, they know that you cannot be selling me and money for this price. But those who don't know, they take your word for it. You're a child of God. You're supposed to be a man of integrity. Man will lie to them, finish. And go behind and be smiling. Because they don't worry. Sure, you finish selling clothes. Eh? Fake. I will make sure you, you when they want to sell something to you, is bad medicine. You will now die. Isn't that a long life we're talking about? Say, stop, stop telling lies. Stop. By the way, if you are selling fake medicine, in the thunder of God, Equipped with fairy, fairy. <laughs> yeah, because I think you are an evil spirit. Ha <laughs> ha! How can you say self fake medicine? Let me just say, if you are a Christian, you are doing like that. God, God, God is going to personally, you know, there are times God wants to punish people, send the devil. There are times He wants to send an angel. There are times which just say, hey, this one. No, I'm coming myself. The Lord is good. <laughs> so, you see, some things may have conditions. That's the reason why when you go home, you ask the Lord, help me. It doesn't mean that you are meriting it by your works. It means you are removing what? The obstructions. The reasons why God will find it hard. The petitions that Satan will have against your progress in life. You have to remove all of them with prayer. I just want to drop that one. Four points today on how to receive from God. All right? So, we need to ask those things. All right? Let's just, um, ah, time is gone. Wisdom, amen? Isaiah chapter 58. Let's just read that and we'll, we'll, we'll live here. Isaiah chapter 58. Let's rise to our feet so that you know that I'm serious. I want to just declare it, all right, that we have the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Yes. We are receiving the spirit of, you know, we began the last time. Okay, let's start. Okay, let's first of all read Daniel chapter 5. The one we're reading last time. Let's, finish, let's read it again. Daniel chapter 5. And you are going to form them into the confessions of the word of God. I want to receive the spirit of wisdom. You will not walk foolishly. Amen? Amen. As a child of God, you will not walk foolishly. Amen. God will guide you with his own wisdom. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know what he said concerning Daniel? Verse 11. The, king, the queen said, um, There is a man in your kingdom in whom is a spirit of the holy gods. He was talking about the spirit of God. He didn't know God. In the days of your father, Illumination, insight, and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, appointed him chief of all the magicians, conjurers, Chaldeans, and diviners. He said this was because an extraordinary spirit, knowledge, and insight, interpretation of dreams, explanation of enigmas, and solving of difficult problems were found in this Daniel. 
Somebody say, that's my portion. That's my portion. Say again, that's my portion. That's my portion. Please, I hope you understand this was not natural intelligence. I hope you understand that. Or who, who is it that thinks it's natural intelligence? You, you, you use intelligence to dream. And then interpret your own dreams. No, it doesn't work like that. Daniel had the spirit of God. Now, is your expectation increased? Now, say in the name of Jesus. I have the spirit of God. That same spirit is the spirit of wisdom. Is the spirit of insight. Is the spirit of illumination. It's an extraordinary spirit. Therefore, I am able to solve enigmas. I can solve difficult problems. Because the Spirit of God, say, because the Spirit of God, which manifested in Daniel, is now in me. Say, that Spirit is in me. Say it again, that Spirit is in me. Say, Heavenly Father, confirm this word in my life. In the name of Jesus Christ. I give you one minute. You talk to the Lord on your own, by your own self. Use your own words. Now, you, there may be something you need to decide concerning. There are issues you need to decide concerning. I don't want to walk foolishly. I want to make decisions that will gladden your heart. I want to make decisions that will solve problems. Say, Lord, give me insight. Give me understanding. Shine light into dark places for me. Say, Lord, shine light into dark places for me. Say, Lord, shine light into dark places. Say, Lord, shine light into dark places for me. The ability to solve difficult problems. Oh, I receive it in the name of Jesus. Say, the ability to solve difficult problems is what I receive now in the name of Jesus. The ability to solve difficult problems. In the name of Jesus. Please, we'll continue praying for that for a few more minutes and then we'll be out of here. I just want to read these verses for us. You know, we're talking about conditions, right? Now, I want to read verse. You can open your Bibles. Just scroll down there quickly to verse 3 of chapter 6. The next, just a few verses down from where we are. We're in chapter 5. Just go into the next chapter and go to the third verse. So then this Daniel began distinguishing himself among the commissioners and satraps. Now, this was the next kingdom, the kingdom of Darius, all right? Now, he said concerning Daniel, this Daniel began distinguishing himself among the commissioners and satraps because of what? Read it for me. Can you see that? Now, he possessed an extraordinary spirit. Now, for God to give you an extraordinary spirit, I want you to see something here. He said, then the commissioners and satraps, okay, so the king planned to put him over the, the entire kingdom. The commissioners and satraps began trying to find a ground of acquisition against Daniel in regard to government affairs. Now, notice the next line. Let's do it together. Verse 4. But they could not, let's start together. But they could find no ground of accusation or evidence of corruption. Inasmuch as he was faithful and no negligence of corruption was to be found in him. Now, I want us to read it again, all right? Now, we've been talking about having extraordinary spirit, right? Having wisdom. No, say amen to that. 
We have been talking about having wisdom, insight, ability to solve difficult problems, explanation of enigmas. What about the man's character? Look at what he said. He said when they were looking for faults in him regarding government affairs. Read it together again. But they could find no ground of accusation or evidence of corruption in as much as he was faithful and no negligence of corruption was to be found in him. Oh, God. Now, take a minute and pray and say, Lord, this one I also claim it. Oh, Lord, let there be no corruption in my life. Let there be no unfaithfulness with me. Let there be no negligence. These are the things they didn't find. They didn't find evidence of corruption. The Bible says he was faithful. There was no negligence. Uh-huh. If you are going to receive the extraordinary spirit, you must go for this one too. In fact, first. Oh, God. <laughs> New Living Transition said it like this. He said the man was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. Oh, God. That's how he says it in the New Living Translation. Everybody say after me, he was faithful. Always responsible and completely trustworthy. Go by it again. He was faithful. Always responsible and completely trustworthy. One more time. We need to say one more time. He was faithful. Always responsible and completely trustworthy. Say, Lord, that's my portion. I will be faithful. I will all, oh, give me the spirit of faithfulness. The spirit to be responsible at all times and be completely trustworthy. Paul said, I have coveted nobody's goods. I have coveted nobody's goods. I have coveted nobody's goods. Someone said, look in my house. So if I took your goat, point it out. Who did I take a bribe to corrupt justice concerning the person? Let the person speak up. That's what Samuel said. Oh, God, say, Lord, do this one for me. I ask you for this, that I will be faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. That I will be faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. One last prayer point before we go. Just look back over your life and repent. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry. Look at these places where I, I, I really, really goofed. Oh, God, I was irresponsible here. I was not trustworthy here. No, 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 I was not responsible here. Oh, Lord, just, I want you to just, just say, Lord, have mercy. He's going to forgive you. Just acknowledge it. Just acknowledge it. He will forgive you. Just acknowledge you. Acknowledge it. Say, Father, we thank you. Say, Father, we thank you.